You are now listening to the Manifest Abounds podcast, a platform for listeners to find inspiration, acceptance, and laughter through their listening experience. Join Laura and your host for the many unique episodes to come of intellectual interviews, as well as personal experiences told of Lauren's own self-transformation. We love to hear from our listening audience and encourage you to leave a short review to help us expand and grow collectively. We hope you enjoy the content and appreciate every listener's love and support provided. Hi, everyone. So, as you all know, I've been MIA for a while. I kind of had to take a personal, you know, leave (laughs) um, of absence almost, you know, to get myself together to be, you know, in the headspace I needed to be to do this work for you guys. And when I say do this work, I mean, I'm doing it for myself and I simply hope to be an example for everyone who chooses to listen because this, the whole reason I wanted to start, okay, just let me add this in there. I've got my little bear sitting in my lap. And so if y'all hear someone snorting, sounding like a pug, breathing heavy and cooing like she is. It's my little baby girl sitting in my lap, okay? Um, hence the leave of absence. <laughs> she will be three months old in a few days. So, wow, yeah, it's been a while. You know, when saying that, it's been a long time since I've done this for you guys, since I've taken the initiative to start back you know, seeing that I am being called to do this for people to share my story, to share my experiences, and also my findings of what has helped me along the way, because we are all very much in the same, you know, circle of life together. We all are going to have to go through the ups and downs, and a lot of us face the same things, but maybe in a different context, you know? It's, it's something that we all share, and that being obstacles, challenges, and we have to face them. Now, some of us choose to cope and heal these circumstances in different ways, and I know that I've been very lost in my past in doing, you know, this because I didn't know what I was doing. I just simply knew I had to fix it. I simply knew I had to heal it. And so therefore, it was a trial and error process for me. And that's the beauty of it, is that we get to take all of this at our own pace. We get to face life's ups and downs at our own pace. There is no guideline. There is no ultimatum of you have to do this or be this way by a certain point or you get a big fail stamp on your report. Um, I don't feel that that is the case at all. Now there are things that will, you know, deter our path if we ignore them, repress them. So I'm the type of person that I, I obsess over what I know I need 
to fix until I fix it. And it can be rather annoying, not only to myself, but I'm sure to the people that you find themselves around me in these times because it is as if I'm wearing a blindfold. I created Celestial Circus in the beginning because I wanted to share my story from a place of, you know, a relatively um, good example of a beginning. You know, I started to record myself and my experiences because I have found over time that I have the tendency to forget a lot of the details and the details are very important. So. I found by recording myself in the voice memos of my phone and just simply speaking it out loud kind of released the weight or it released the the heaviness that it sat in my mind and weighed me down. So by doing such it has really helped me tremendously to be able to record myself in these moments of struggle of, you know, just good and bad things happening to me because now as I'm further along in my journey, I have been able to look back at the progress I've made. I've been able to see it because I've documented it as much as I possibly can along the way. And I will admit that since getting pregnant and having my little girl I've kind of you know put it on the back burner and lost sight of its importance in a way so I'm here today speaking on you know the simple fact that now I'm realizing it's so important and it isn't just uh, um, I guess it's not just a preference of mine. It very much is detrimental to my progress. And when I'm not doing what I know I need to do in the best way for me, um, I kind of become stagnant. So I've been, you know, in several different, you know, places in my mind of stagnancy of just emptiness and I feel like I have no direction I feel like I'm drawing a blank but deep down I feel like the whole time I knew what I needed to do it was just a matter of me doing it and so therefore that is a big challenge I've had to face in this you know new chapter that I'm in and transitioning through at the moment is figuring out how I can do things even when my life is, you know, being thrown an entirely unexpected curveball, such as getting pregnant, having a baby. I felt like I already couldn't, you know, bring the success that I needed to bring um, to the surface because I didn't make use of my time wisely or I didn't manage my time I didn't um, ever feel that I you know handled certain things that I was doing oh, I'm sorry it's okay you want to speak about it too but you know it's a it's a trial and error process and we have to forgive ourselves and we can't 
hold it over our own heads when we do lose our path when we kind of go off the you know road in which we really should be um following the yellow brick road <laughs> i keep having the wizard of oz um symbolism coming in to me from spirit so i don't know if anyone listening has kind of had that too i haven't exactly dove into all of it i've let things lightly kind of you know brush the surface but it is there and i know that there is a lot of symbolism within what i'm picking up on and last night um it's you know I've had a lot of distractions lately, which in my mind have been very nice. That it's almost like a mental break because when I'm living as what I would, I guess, call normally, like a normal person, because I am far from the norm and I've had to realize that over and over again. But when I'm doing things, which I feel I say is a normal person would, you know, grilling out, um, drinking by a bonfire, sipping on your drink and having friends and having a good time and not paying attention to the spiritual work that when I am left to be alone and have the time to do so, that is where I put my focus. And so it's like a, it's almost like a break to me, um, to have that normal, you know, interaction and it not be spirit led, it not be, you know, just all woo woo, I guess, you know, it's, it's one of those things that sometimes it's nice to feel normal. And, um, but in saying that I am so grateful and thankful for the gifts that I have found in myself and that I, you know, possess the ability to help people and, you know, bring them to find healing in whatever it is that they might be going through. And I know that God wants me to do that work. I feel like I've been, you know, shown that I have the ability to really make an impact and to be an example for others because, you know, I look up to people that were the example for me when I was in those places of needing to do the work and understand myself and really get to know the parts of me that I didn't even know existed. And so I know there are some of you, um, and if you're listening, I know it could be very difficult for you if you're in the beginning stages of this. Oh goodness, Care Bears, okay. Um, Please don't scream, you know. I know you want to talk too, but it's okay. You'll have your turn. Um, this, this idea, this concept can be very unsettling. It can be very lonely. But the loneliness that comes from it teaches you so much. It taught me so much. And yes, it is difficult. It is scary, it is lonely, it is hard, but it's worth it. And so I just, I feel like that's one of the biggest things is to show that I have come a long way just by doing the work 
And when I say doing the work, I mean checking in with myself day to day, really reflecting on my emotions and not letting them just be repressed. I, you know, I feel my emotions in full and a lot of people have a hard time doing such. And for me, I'm an oddball and I like to feel my emotions in their full capacity because I know that if I don't, then they're going to lie dormant and come back to the surface eventually. And I don't like the fact of, you know, knowing there's something I haven't healed and just shoving it, you know, out of sight, out of mind. Because in doing that, you're only, you know, hindering your progress. You're only hindering yourself and your um, happiness, really, because you're, you're delaying it by repressing it and forgetting about it. <coughs> I'm going to pause this real fast and go go put my little girl in her swing because right now she's just sitting in my lap and I think she's getting a little bit antsy. So, one second. Be right back. Okay. Sorry. I'm back. But the point I'm trying to make and the reason I'm doing this recording is because last night and, um, you know, several times leading up to this, you know, point in my life, I know that there's been things that I have let be repressed and whether it be intentional or unintentional, I have been lazy. I'll say that. I think that's the best way to describe my, um, my way of, you know, handling these things is I've been lazy and I know better. I also realize that I know what works for me and I know what is um, detrimental to my um, well-being, my mental health, and I've been lazy to take care of that in the proper way that I know is best for me, works best for me. And so the things that have helped me the most, like I said in the beginning, um, is yes, recording myself, just talking about it because you know, last night, this is one of the things that surfaced for me, and I had to, you know, kind of just let, I mean, I just had to feel through it. I had to literally let all of the emotions be exactly what they were. I didn't want to make them less than. I didn't want to try to pretend as if they weren't important, or if they were irrelevant or um, dramatic, you know, and too much. It They were everything, um, you know, that I needed to realize that I had been neglecting. Um, I used to do my daily reflections every single day, and I would write in a journal, and I would more than... Um, more oftentimes than not, I would record myself kind of just talking about everything that I had written down after I did such. And um, to me, that did so much good for me because it allowed me to process it. It allowed me to understand it better as I was speaking about it. Yes, I had written it all down already. And, you know, um, let those emotions flow 
out and onto paper, but I still myself did not understand them in their full capacity. So when I'm, you know, talking about it, you know, yes, <laughs> at the beginning for me, it was weird because I'm like, I'm just sitting here talking to myself like a freaking weirdo. And like, if anyone ever finds these in my phone, they're going to be like, what the hell? But no, I then realized, you know, later that maybe I did this and I actually have this. And what if it could help somebody? Because that was really a big, it was the beginning, you know, just starting line for me in this whole journey of self-discovery and acceptance and learning to love myself for everything that I am and not let, you know, the outside external influences make me feel as if they were um, not important or fabricated or just you know, too much to, you know, deal with. Like, I, I wanted to accept myself for everything that I knew myself to be. And it was really the external influences of others and just, you know, things that people couldn't understand when I would try to talk to people about it. And it made me feel crazy um, I resorted to then talking to my voice memos because I didn't have to, you know, just reach for that acceptance, that validation, that, um, you know, I didn't have to look outside of myself for someone to say, oh, yes, I understand. I get it. Me too. I didn't have to you know, crave that. I didn't have to seek that because I knew I wasn't going to get a response. I was simply talking to my, you know, higher self, I would say. And it really has done a lot of good for me. And it has really um, just aided my progress as I've, you know, had to endure lots of ups and downs and challenges and transitions. And forms of spirit teaching me to level up because I'm capable of leveling up. I'm not meant to stay in that, you know, stage and phase for long because I have more important things to do. And so your growth process is just that. It's your own. And that is something that I feel like has been a big you know, realization for me that I don't have to compare myself to other people and look at where they are and then feel as if I'm not good enough because I'm not where I feel I should be, you know, because the people around me are. So, for example, before I got pregnant, one thing that I feel like I was very subconscious about um in my life was the fact that I didn't think I would be able to have my own children I was told by doctors and um then you know other people at times when I feel like they were projecting their own insecurities and fears onto me 
but it was really for my own benefit because it then allowed me to see that I too had those fears as well. Um, it was like I was looking in a mirror and I think that a lot of times when we're faced with situations and we're placed in the lives of people or people are brought into our path, um, it, it can be rocky, it can be challenging, it can be very ugly at times and hurtful, but honestly I feel like it's all there to show us what we need to work on when maybe we can't see it for ourselves. So I thank those people that did tell me, you know, hurtful things because it allowed me to see within myself and then heal those thoughts and emotions that were false, that were fear-based and ego, you know, based thoughts and feelings and emotions. I've allowed myself to really come a long way in just loving myself, knowing my worth. I have worked for every ounce of it. You know, I'm very much in a place now where I'm proud of myself. I truly am. And that is something that has always been hard for me to say. And so it's like now, um, yes, I'm not perfect by any means. I still have so much work to do. It's, but that's the thing is it's an endless battle we will always be evolving while we're here on this physical earth okay like it's like life school if you want to say you know it is it's the school of life and we're here to learn and evolve because if we're not growing then what are we we're dead you know if we're a life force of you know you know, just existence and we're here, um, living, <laughs> we have to grow because if we don't, then we're not really alive. You know, there's no point of us being here anymore if we're just done, you know, so that is never going to be the case as long as you're alive and breathing in this physical earth, you know, realm, you will always be changing and I used to grieve for the old me. I remember crying and just being so confused at why it was that I was starting to see truly just how different I was from the people around me. I wanted to be normal. I wanted to be carefree again like I felt like I was in high school. and. You know, before the big turn of events, the pivotal moments in my life um, really, you know, came into existence. I've, I've cried for that person to come back. I cried for the old me. And I feel like I'm not alone in that. I feel like a lot of us compare ourselves to the old versions of ourselves. And we, um, you know, whether that be through appearance, through just, you know, what we're um, currently doing in life, you know, we might look back and say, wow, like I used to do this, this, and this, and now look at me, what do I do now? You know, and that's, that's a bad thing. That's a toxic thing to do, but it's, it's human nature to do such. So you can't be, um, you know, hard on yourself when you do realize you're doing it you just simply have to learn to evolve 
from that state of thinking and you know then grow into something new and better and see that all the things that you used to be were great yes and you know that's awesome to be able to say like oh look at all this that I did and be proud of yourself for those things but you have to realize that we're an ever-changing being and we're always going to be changing the seasons change the sky changes we change everything changes I mean and that is just life and sometimes life is very hard to swallow so you know in saying that one of the things that I've been super hard on myself about and comparing myself to the old version of me is doing this podcast I used to eat sleep breathe doing this work and editing and recording and constantly looking for new ways to you know I guess construct what I in my head had um, this vision of my podcast being and I would fall into this deep trap of just self-loathing and I would you know I would really self-destruct because I wanted to be doing all of those things again and I'm like what is wrong with me Why can't I um, focus? Why can't I sit down and have the motivation, the energy to do these things? I feel like I'm being called to do it still. You know, I know that this is for a reason. That was all just not for nothing. But it was because in order to be an example of healing for other people, you yourself have to be healing and healed. It's... I want to be in a high vibrational state when I do these things for you guys because if I'm not, then honestly, all I'm doing is, you know, projecting once again my flaws and my um, my scars, my wounds onto, you know, a platform that is not going to be helpful for anybody. You know, it might be something of significance I don't know but I just knew that it wasn't what people needed it wasn't at the potential I needed it to be to really help another person who might find it so therefore today I'm sitting here and I'm not even gonna lie I'm gonna be very honest I I woke up this morning and the first thing I did was start crying because I, I fell asleep last night knowing and realizing the shadows that I had not seen there around me. I, um, I've done shadow work for myself, but once again, it's not just a one-time thing, and um, it's been a very long time. I'd say it's a at least been over a year since I have done shadow work for myself and I am in an amazing new place much better place than I was a year ago or you know a little bit over a year ago I'd say because my life started to change um for the better and I've 
found myself now in a place that I used to pray for and I would ask God to please, please show me what it was that I needed to do to get to this place that I now am sitting in. And for that, I'm so grateful. I'm, you know, I'm trying to do every day, you know, a gratitude list of things that I'm grateful for because I don't feel like I do it enough. And I think that we can all agree on that. You know, I'm sure someone listening can say, yeah, I honestly haven't thought about that in a long time and this is so corny I'm sorry but I just have to say it popped into my head it's almost Thanksgiving and what is that about giving thanks to all of the things that we have before us and I have lost sight of um doing that sometimes but the good part about it is is I've been able to check myself at least and say, I know I'm not doing that. Um, What do I need to do to start doing that again? Because I want it to be done effortlessly. I want it to be done not out of a place of forcing myself to do it. Because in doing that, I feel like it's not going to be what anyone is going to be able to, like, benefit from. It's not going to be helpful because... It's not genuine, it's not real because I'm I'm trying too hard. And so when I say I've been absent for a while, it's because I've been trying to find myself again and get back to the place I know I needed to be to do this for anyone who it may be for. You know, spirit might lead you to find it. Um, God might be pointing um, his finger and saying, click on that, listen to that for a minute. And it's because it's what you need to hear, whether you knew that to be true or not. Or um, I just hope that when I release things such as this, um, which I do plan to do, um, And I don't want to edit it. That's the thing is I don't want to go through and tediously try to make it so perfect because I listen to it and think, oh my gosh, I talk too slow. I talk too fast. My voice sounds weird. Um, I need to do this different. And I'll sit there and chop it up and take forever and waste all of this time trying to make something perfect that in reality is now flawed because in the beginning, before I went and like you know started to rip it apart it was authentically perfect and it was everything it needed to be it was everything whomever listening um needed and didn't even think about the fact of I'm talking too fast or I'm you know breathing in between you know like whatever I'm I'm so weird about my um recordings But I don't want to be that way. I don't want to be OCD. I don't want to be anal, you guys. I really don't. But I do want my content to be easy to listen to because, you know, when there's terrible quality or, you know, it's just bad audio, you know, even if it's good material, even if it's good information, it's like you don't want to listen to it because it's so 
you know, just it's not easy to listen to. And I, I don't know exactly how to put that into words, but I know you guys understand what I'm saying. You know, you're much more um, susceptible to listen to a podcast that is um, constructed in a very you know, elegant way and it's done in like a professional and you're like, oh wow, this is great. You know, listen to all their transitions, listen to everything that they did, like all their effects, you know, it's much easier to listen to something like that versus someone who um, (laughs) might upload an episode that is like, you know, I feel like Nokia style cell phone quality. Um, You know, this is like, new age we have so much technology and this is something I found to be you know a strong suit for me in school you know I loved radio production my grandpa has a radio station I you know this is something that I've done and I've been surrounded with um for a lot of my life ever since childhood you know my grandpa used to let me get on his radio station and talk on his um, station on the radio and I thought that that was just the coolest thing in the world so it's always been something that interests me but I never knew that to be um, what I was gonna enjoy or do honestly until finding that and changing my major for the millionth time it was honestly my last resort (laughs) to go and change my major to mass comm and it was my absolute favorite. I enjoyed every second of it. I loved my professors. I loved my classes. It was genuinely things that I enjoyed learning about. Um, so I, but I'm getting off topic. It's just, I want to, um, say that I'm sorry for, you know, just kind of going MIA and leaving everyone like a blank, like, is she ever going to be consistent? You know, because I ask myself that a lot. You know, why can I never seem to be consistent here in doing this? It's like I know I want to do it. So why do I keep failing? But it's it's okay. And today I'm one of the things and the reason, honestly, I'm doing this is not just for other people. It's for myself. Because today I've you know, realized and last night and, you know, subtly leading up to last night and today that I have shadows I need to work through. Um, I didn't exactly accept that I had shadows that I needed to work through until just, you know, recent. I knew there was something off, but I couldn't put my finger on it. I felt like I was doing everything right. I didn't feel like there was anything I needed to really um, dive deep into um, healing and understanding about myself. I just didn't get it. I just knew I was off and it drove me crazy. And so I wanted to throw my hands up and say, I'm done. Screw this. You know, like, what do I do? Like, what gives? But it sometimes just takes a little bit of silence. For you to be able to hear and you know honestly see what is the true reality of your situation your emotions where they're coming from and what you need to do to heal them to understand them and then to accept them so that you can release them and that's what I plan to do today that is 
what I have on my agenda is I'm going to sit down and write and I'm going to reflect and I'm going to ask God to give me the tools to fix and heal and fully accept them for all that they are. And this is the first time I've recorded myself talking in so long, you guys, like in the intention at least that I knew I wanted to share it. You know, everything I've been doing, um, yes, I still have been doing things, you know, in the background, like I've been doing recordings, I've been doing readings, um, and it was all important things that I needed to be doing, but as far as the podcast goes, and as far as, you know, me going live and doing these free readings for people because I understand we're struggling on a financial level a lot of us are and I want you to be able to see that it's there for you but it's up to you to take the initiative to you know fully accept what is there and being offered for you in your process of growth you know like I said it is always up to you to decide you know, your potential and getting there to reach your highest potential, you know? And that is also, I will say, one of the gifts and abilities that I've come to find I possess and I understand now what I do. Um, and what I do is I, I'm able to see people's higher self. So therefore, when I'm giving them a reading, it's as if I'm letting their higher self speak through me to them. And um, I'm simply a messenger. I'm, I'm just, I'm showing you what you yourself can do also. Anyone can do what I do. I'm not gifted any more so than any other person here for that matter. Like I'm not some magical, you know, life-changing person that, you know, can be seen as like a guru. I'm not that. You know, one of my actual favorite documentaries is I Am Not Your Guru by Tony Robbins. That was something I found a long time ago, but it really hit home with me. Um, I was offered the chance to go to one of his, you know, seminars that are extremely expensive. I mean, expensive. Wow. Um, they're extremely expensive. And I was trying to say affordable and expensive. So like, it is very rare that a person my age would have been able to afford to go to such a thing like that. Um, you know, just wanting to do that without any other financial assistance from another person or outside source, you know, I um, was so excited that I was being offered this by a guy that worked for Tony. And um, unfortunately, <laughs> as disappointing as it was at the time, that was also a lesson Spirit was um, teaching me through making me face and um, endure the situation for what it was. And it was very difficult. It was really hard. I was so upset, but at the same, I was able to accept it. Acceptance. 
Like I feel like that word right now, I just keep wanting to say it, it's like accept, accept, accept. So you can release, release, release. So you can evolve, evolve, evolve. Um, you know, I guess what spirit is doing right now is like, you know, pinpointing the the major reasons that you might be here listening right now because that's what we all need to be doing in some way shape or form and um you know if none of this resonates with you if none of this even makes sense if I'm talking in a foreign language right now then maybe I'm just not the person the best teacher I'll say for you to learn from but I had to find my people too that I learned best and understood them I would I think the best way I would like to compare it is um, if you've ever been to a church before and you go to church and the preachers just up there okay let's say you're in a church and they you know they still have all the pews the Bibles on the back of the pews the little pencils there to write down on a little card your attendance card you know what I'm saying like that type of church environment and it, I mean, I'm going to be honest, we're looking around and it's nothing but gray hair around us, right? Because that's the type of church that they grew up in. So that's where they still are. And they're um, sticking to tradition, right? If you go to this church and the preacher's there um, giving his sermon. And honestly, in my experiences, I'm like, what in the world? This is the most boring thing. I don't get a single ounce of information he is speaking about none of it's registering none of it makes sense to me like it's really honestly like foreign language right because he's reading from the bible and that's why I think it's really neat that they do have versions of the bible now that are kind of adjusted to help um, each person in the range of what they can understand best like there's the teenage version of the bible and so it like puts it into a perspective almost or into the type of words and um form that you can understand versus looking at another you know old school version of the bible and it's like you can barely even read it because the words are too big you've never heard of the words you don't know what they mean and it's really hard to read it and comprehend it in the way it needs to be comprehended. So, I guess that's the best analogy I know. Is like sometimes you have to find the preacher, the teacher, whatever you want to look at it as, um, that you learn best from. So, we all have a certain type of you know communication I guess like there's love language and I just I know that this sounds stupid but like a communication language you know it's like you have to find who communicates to you best and um I might be that for some people and I might not be for some people so if you're listening to me and you simply are like none of this matters to me I don't know what she's talking about she's just rambling da 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 then you know it just isn't for you and I'm sorry it doesn't resonate but you'll find your person that 
will make sense and will make a difference and um, impact you in a positive way. I hope, you know, you just have to find your person. But for me, in the analogy of a preacher, um, I, I have very few preachers that I have been able to say, communicate to me the message in a way that I can understand it. So, for example, New Spring. I used to go to New Spring when I lived in Greenwood. And um, Perry was just incredible as a preacher, in my opinion. Like, every time I went to church, I gained so much from that one sermon, you know? And I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And um, that was something that was really hard for me to find. It was like, so when I found Perry, it was like, oh, wow, like, this is great. And it's so easy. Like, New Spring is such an easy church to attend. You don't have to be, you know, part of this, you know, I guess, like, community. It was like, I could go, I could sit there and maybe talk to a million people or talk to no one. It was always up to me. Um, But it was a good fit for me and um so you just have to find the person who's a good fit for you so this might not be for everyone and I do know that and um another thing that I feel like was kind of being shown to me last night is I've I've struggled a lot with accepting the fact that people aren't gonna like me um it's it's something I feel like, honestly, like, we all are gonna do. Like, it's just, it's, it's common, you know, nature for us to just, you know, want to be liked. And I have always, um, been an easy person to like in my past. So when I talked about my, you know, the old version of myself, so in high school, I didn't have to try to be liked. It was just, you know, I was, you know, (laughs) well-liked, I guess. You know, no one messed with me. No one was mean to me. I was just there, and it was easy. Now, there has been a lot of change since then. And in those moments when I was grieving and crying for that person to come back, why can't I just find her again and it was after the traumatic events the pivotal moments in my life that I realized you know I was doing this um I I had to understand that if you're going to be an important figure for the public for others just for people in general then I mean you're gonna have to take some you know, good with the bad because people are always going to rip you apart and that's just how it is. We can't have a perfect world and we can't have a perfect life either, you know, so you just have to accept it. That people are going to ridicule you, people are going to judge you, people are going to, you know, say things that hurt your feelings and hurt you, but that's why the self-reflection, the whole, you know, beginning reason, the first reason I decided to start this recording is because it's a constant and never-ending battle 
to like yourself, to know your worth, and to be confident enough to still do all of the things you know you're being called to do with knowing that you're going to have those people coming at you. Um, When I first began my journey as far as um, starting to I guess recognize that there were tools available to me that I never even knew existed nor ever once was interested in touching having anything to do with and what I'm talking about is my cards you know I don't really use them that much anymore but um, at the beginning of this journey for me this ability to understand and see myself differently um, that was a big helping hand for me because it was it was so easy you know it was just like a book almost giving you um, information but it was for me it was just a generic tool that assisted me as a writer is what I looked at it as you know I used my cards almost as like a a form of a topic generator if that makes sense because in the beginning I was scared of tarot cards too that's one thing I've had a lot of backlash from is people like to say or they like to judge from afar even that my cards are dark they're darkness that's the devil whatever it may be that is going in their mind because it's been a society um stereotypical you know view on what they actually truly are um you know i i did my homework i spent over a year without touching any cards you know i was shown that they were there for me but i wanted to make sure that i knew everything i needed to know about them before i touched them because in my mind yeah they were scary they were a tool that I wanted to know exactly the ins and outs of before I ever picked that tool up. And um, I knew that once I started to share that I used these things and um, I, you know, I was ripped apart in so many ways by so many people, people close to me, best friends of mine even, you know, and it broke my heart. It was so hard. Because in saying I've always had a hard time, um, when I feel like I'm not liked by others, you know, it, it's just one of those like self-conscious insecurities that I feel like um, I'm, I can't possibly be the only one who has them. You know, it's a, just, it's a natural thing to want to be liked and accepted, but at the beginning of my journey, Spirit also told me and showed me um, that this was going to be something. It was going to be a hurdle that I had to get over. You know, you're just going to have to accept the fact that people are not going to always like you. And it's just like the devil and God, you know, there's always going to be temptation and sin around you. But if your faith in God is strong, you have the ability to avoid those things and choose to not engage in 
temptation or give in to that temptation, you know? I feel like it's a, um, it's a very similar thing. But for me, that is also being brought back to my attention. And I guess it's because I know that God has shown me time and time again that I'm, you know, I'm chosen to do this in my life to teach others, to help others find what I have found myself. And whether that be due to grief because the loss or the devastation of a death in a family, of a friend, or it simply be a, I mean, a circumstance, a hap, you know, a situation that unfolds, that changes the way you look at life Whatever it may be, whatever your, I guess, um, trigger is that triggers all of this to start unfolding in your life, whatever that may be for you, because I know what it is for me. Um, I was shown that this isn't going to be easy. This is going to be really hard. This is going to be so confusing even, but it's up to you to stay strong enough to know that you're not crazy. You're not, you know, stupid. You're not just a dumb blonde. You're not an idiot. You're not psychotic. You're not just, you know, I don't, all the different things that I knew people were saying and thinking about me, um, I would at first, I just, I had such a hard time accepting the fact that they were saying all those things and I wanted to prove them wrong you know I I wanted to be like no 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 please don't think that um let me just talk to you show you differently but no matter how hard I tried to make people accept me or I wanted people to accept me God then you know kind of reminded me what happened to Jesus, you know? Do you remember that? Do you remember how he was cast out? He was made a mockery among a lot of people. He was, you know, burned at the stake because people didn't agree or accept what he was saying and trying to teach. Um, and that's what I have realized God wants me to know and understand that it doesn't mean I'm wrong. It doesn't mean that I'm, I'm bad. It doesn't mean that I'm, you know, not doing the right thing. It just simply means that those people have their own growing and, you know, healing to do. It was nothing personal. It was simply what comes with the job, <laughs> you know? And I never thought that I'd be in this position to teach others certain things, especially these types of things. I mean, if someone would have asked me that young, when I was younger, when I was like, you know, 18 for that matter, when I was 21 even, you know, if someone were to have asked me, I mean, I was the last person I would have ever thought, or for that matter, if anyone else would, you know, think to be like oh 
Lauren, really? You know, it was just like one of those things. I was so goofy and silly and just, you know, in a different place at that stage in my life. You know, I was the last person that I would have ever thought would be now doing such important work for myself, but for others. You know, I, I know that God intends me to share this with others because it could impact and change and help one person even. And for me, that was, that was enough. Once I got to that accepting of, um, you know, that acceptance stage where I was like, okay, screw it. I don't need people to like me. I don't need people to understand me. You know, I, I felt like I could just stand there and give everyone the finger that was showing me and telling me I was, you know, all these things that I knew I wasn't. I finally got to the place where I was like, I don't need your validation. I don't need um, your um, acceptance or approval. It took me a while to get there. And I still struggle with it at times, you know, I still like that's one of the things that I feel like today I'm going to be writing a lot about is, you know, my shadow of um, being afraid of rejection, um, being afraid of being wrong, but spirit reminds me and when I say spirit I know that confuses some people but I'm, I'm talking about God like this is me and God talking you know I feel like um, it's the Holy Spirit when I'm saying that you know I feel that God is telling me what I need to do and I'm doing it you'll hear a lot of preachers even say that but I know that that's one thing that a lot of people get super uncomfortable when I say spirit guided me here spirit told me this um, they're like, what? Like, oh my God, she's over there talking to ghosts. <laughs> like, y'all have no idea how many people used to say that kind of stuff. You know, the last job I had back in Greenwood, oh my goodness. Like, it was hilarious almost how many people, like I was working with people I had never met before. Um, and they were terrified of me. And when I finally figured it out, that they were subtly all like, you know, huddled together like, oh my God, she talks to dead people. What if she sicks one of her spirits on us? They legitimately said just those things, y'all. It's laughable. It's hilarious to me because I'm like, what in the world do y'all think goes on? Like, what? <laughs> y'all been watching too much TV. Um, It was nothing like that. And the old me would have literally been so hurt and devastated and I would have literally tried to prove myself or you know just you know beg people for their acceptance of me for their um you know friendship I just wanted to be liked I wanted to be accepted I wanted for people to see the real me the way I saw me but I had to realize people aren't always going to do that that's why you you find your tribe and I'm still I'm still looking for mine I mean I feel like it'll always be that way but I have I've found my tribe I've got my little baby girl who bless her heart when she starts talking there is no telling what's gonna come out of her mouth because you know it's just me 
her and my dog for majority of the day when Tristan's at work. And, um, you know, I talked to her. <laughs> so now, instead of talking to, you know, thin air and to spirit all day, I'm actually have a physical person in front of me to talk to and she loves it. She absolutely loves when I talk to her. I sing to her, I talk to her, and she loves it. And, but she can't talk back, you know, yet. And therefore, I mean, I just, I don't have many people I talk to about the things that go on in my head, that go on in my life even, because it's far from where they um, are in theirs. So therefore... They don't understand, and that's okay, but it's been a challenging thing for me to navigate, I would say. It has. It's been ups and downs of um, getting sad because I miss the old days when, you know, I had so many girlfriends that I could just call up and tell them everything that I was, you know struggling with or facing that day you know it was like I always felt like I had someone I could talk to um and now it's it's not so much the case you know I I'm with myself a lot and I don't tell people at least I don't tell my friends who I I love you all I love all of you guys you know I do <laughs> y'all are my people I love you you're family to me you know I but I am in a different place now where I don't really call people and tell them that all the things that are going through my head that day as much as I want to because I know that it would never <laughs> be able to make sense to them at this point because I am in a very different place than a lot of people in my life and that's okay that is that is okay but um it it is something I've struggled with being able to find someone who I can talk to who genuinely understands what I'm saying and going through and can give me you know solid and beneficial advice it's very hard because like I said I'm in a much different place than a lot of people and um, it's because my purpose here in life is much different than a lot of other people's and um you know it's a it's a battle that I know I'll always have to face but spirit has given me the gift of knowing that I am never alone um truly makes me want to cry um I do know that um I'm constantly being guided and protected and given and shown so much love from the other side. I really am. And so in that, I have found peace with being alone because, you know, my loved ones on the other side and my my guardian angels and my spirit guides and God, they they show me every day endlessly. They show me that they love me, they accept me, they see me, they see the real me, and I feel like that is something that's brought me 
um, a lot of comfort and enough comfort and, um, you know, just peace with it. And I'm so grateful for that, um, to be something I have on my side. But, um, you know, I've been given that gift to know and to have so that when things do get very hard and rocky, the road becomes, you know, almost, you know, sunken underwater, it seems, you know, you can't see the path ahead. They're right there beside me saying, well, girl, I guess we better get our life vest because we, we about to get through this. You know, we're going to make it to that other side and you don't have to go alone. You don't have to do this alone because I'm right here with you. You've got me. And, um, I'm so thankful and just the gratitude I have for God blessing my life with that ability to have, you know, that comfort always there with me, no matter what, you know, and no matter who physically is around, you know, I've had to learn that a lot of things that I'm going to be doing in my life, I'm probably going to have to be pretty lonely in doing them for a while at least, you know, and that's something that has always been pretty hard for me. When, you know, I would say before I really embarked on this whole personal growth journey, this whole, you know, Lord of mercy is like, I jumped on um, a train that took me on a ride. It took me on a ride I was never expecting. <laughs> but it's been beautiful and I'm so thankful for it. But um before, you know, I started all of this, I was constantly surrounded by people, by friends and by what I would say distractions because they distracted me from the feelings, the emotions that ate me alive at nighttime whenever I was alone and I was trying to go to sleep. I've always had um, a problem and a hard time, you know, with sleep. <laughs> and I guess that's because, like, um, I don't know, I've just always had a hard time being alone. You know, it was like one of those things when I was little, I would always sneak into my parents' room and go climb in bed with them. You know, I just always wanted someone to be with me. I didn't like to be by myself. I was scared when I was by myself usually. And now I've kind of started to understand why because I am gifted in the ability of feeling and sensing spirit always um, with me when I'm alone. It's much more um, heightened when I'm alone, I'd say. You know, when I'm with people now as I've come to kind of like embrace that part of me I know spirits there then too but it's a different type of um, connection that I am able to make with spirit when I'm alone and able to really focus and hear the messages um, without any kind of distraction or you know something taking me um, <laughs> out of the ability to hear what spirit is showing me, telling me. It's a lot easier when I just have quiet. And so that's another thing that's imperative for me to be 
able to have my alone time. When I don't have my alone time, after a while, I start to get really um, weird. I just, it's like I am almost like irritated or I just feel very, you know, agitated because in, it's been something that in the past I was like, what the world? Like, why am I being such a bitch right now? Why do I feel like this? But it's simply because I do have a lot of thoughts and emotions that are constantly pulsing through my head. And so when I'm being distracted, I put them back. I push them back. I repress those things because in reality, I know that my friends, my boyfriend, they don't want to sit there and listen to me talk all day long about all these things that for me are um, just day-to-day, you know, thoughts and emotions. But for a lot of other people, like I said, we're all in different walks of life, you know, in a lot of senses. It's something that they don't care to hear about. They're probably like, God, will she ever shut up, you know? Or, you know, it's just, it's hard for them to understand it or even be able to give me anything in return as far as, like, advice or guidance. They don't know what to say. And, um... So, therefore, I've had to realize that, you know, it's sometimes better left, you know, just to myself. I keep a lot of things to myself um, because I've learned, you know, and realized that it's easier sometimes just to keep it to myself, you know. And it's like I always have that thought in my head to, like, want to talk about it, to want to tell people and be like, can I just say this? I mean, you know, I just, I want to. It like, it almost is like it bubbles to the top. It's like opening up a soda that you just shook up. It's like, I want to burst with all of the things that are just like relentless in my head. But I've learned that um, there's a time and place for things, you know, and rather than confusing people or making the vibe, you know, completely switch from, you know, where we are to there, you know, um, because it does get very serious, I feel like, when I end up, you know, allowing myself to talk about it. Um, A lot of it is very serious shit people don't want to talk about (laughs) because it's almost like, oh my god, buzzkill, you know, I feel like that's what a lot of people would think, but for me, it's like life-giving to talk about it, so that's another, you know, thing that I've come to realize that I'm different from other people, it used to eat me alive, I just wanted to be normal, quote-unquote normal, right, like I just begged God to be like, give me my life back why do I have to be going through all this why do I have to be the person that you know talks to dead people god why no like come on don't make me be this person right now but it was who I was meant to be and I'm proud of that person I love that person she's beautiful she's strong and she's brave and she's intelligent And for me to be able to say that is a big step. Like, can I just say that? Like, that's a big step for me. And I want to know if a lot of you can say that. Because it's not being said in a conceited manner. Because, you know, when an ego is talking, it's a lot different. But this is like 
a proud parent almost. Like you just feel proud because you know all the things that you've endured and surpassed. And it's like, damn girl, what the hell? Like you go girl, you go. Good for you, I'm proud of you. Damn, you did it. You did the damn thing. Excuse my profanity because I know I'm starting to let it bust loose. But I get excited and that's just part of me. It's part of my, um, you know, my ratchet side, I'd say. It's, it's just gonna be like that. That's, that's my way of communicating. And once again, like I said in the beginning, I'm not going to be the right teacher, the right influence for a lot of people, you know, and that's okay. But if I am, I know that I can help tremendously because the way I teach is through my own personal experiences. When I'm giving people readings, I have found that a lot of the people and the clients that find me, they are going through things that I've already been through. So in that sense, it's so much easier to, you know, be able to relay a message to them if I'm speaking from a place of experience. If I know how to communicate um, what this is going to feel like to a person who is absolutely scared to death and terrified of what they are facing, you know, at least I might be able to bring them a little bit of peace and comfort in knowing that it's okay. Everything's going to be okay. So in that, I think that I'm going to finish this up by saying one of the very first things that I feel like Spirit gave to me um, was a song. <laughs> Spirit knows that I know almost every lyric to every ridiculous and um, well-known song. It's, you know, it's like the spectrum is entirely broad. I, for whatever reason, you know, I'm able to pick up on music very easily. So that's one way Spirit communicates with me the clearest and the easiest is they send me songs. So all of a sudden I might just get a song pop into my head and I'm being real when I say that there are times when there's been songs in my head I've never heard before. And I'm like, what? How do I even know the words? Like, what is this? But it's just one of those things. It's like, um, it's a common, you know, I guess, I'm trying to find the word for this. Not tool, but like an, it's a common outlet that is so vast in size. Like it is so enormous. Like think about all the different types of music, how many songs there are in the world that we've never heard before. But I mean, can you imagine? It's like a dictionary. I would say, okay, I'm going to try to make this comparison. It's like a dictionary. There's so many words in that dictionary. And I know that a lot of us, unless you're just like one of these people that enjoys reading the dictionary, like there's so many words in there that I'm sure we've never even heard of before. But, you know, I'm well aware that I'm, it's like accessible to me. It's easily access. You know, wow. I'm just like not able to talk. I'm so sorry. It's easily accessible. Um, so that's just one way that me and spirit have kind of found 
a common ground on and they're like, okay, she will understand this. Ping, and they send it to me. So, um, anyways, the song that I was given by, um, you know, one of my favorite people in the world is every little thing is gonna be all right. And, um, y'all know that song by Bob Marley. I know you know it. Um, so I just want to close this out by saying if you're struggling right now, if you're in a place of confusion, of even sadness or pain or just loneliness, I mean, wherever you are right now, and you find yourself listening to me in this, you know, recording I'm going to share with you all, I just want you to know every little thing is going to be okay. It's going to be all right. So maybe that can be your first sign to look for. Let it be known that you're aware this song can be shown to you at any point in time when you need to know everything is going to be okay. It's like God giving you a big hug every time you need it. So look for it. It's as simple as that, you guys. Like people think that I'm like, you know, some wizard, I think. I don't know what they think about me, but I can't do anything that you yourself can't do also. I mean, yes, I I know that I have intuitive abilities that maybe might be different from yours or anyone else's, but you have your own magic within you. You have your own beautiful abilities that are unique to you. And I can just, you know, testify. This is my testimony, right? Like that when you are able to start seeing these parts of yourself that you, honest to God, never even knew existed. It's a, it's a crazy and beautiful ride. I'll say, I'll just say that. It's beautiful and it's worth it. And you deserve it. You owe it to yourself to understand yourself for all that you are. And then most importantly, accept and love yourself for all of those things. So I'm going to finish this up because, wow, I've been talking for an hour and 17 minutes. Like, I didn't expect to talk this long, nor did I expect to, um, I guess, pull this recording out of my ass, I want to say. It just came out of nowhere. I was literally talking to my mom on the phone, and then all of a sudden we hang up, and I'm like, I just go to my garage band and like press play, you know, press record. And I'm like, what is this? Where am I going with this? But it, I felt it. I knew I needed to talk about this stuff with you guys. I knew that it was imperative for me and whoever else it may find that it's meant for. You have all the tools that you need within yourself to succeed and to overcome anything that life throws into your path. So I hope you guys all know that that is true. And I'm going to leave you with the song that I mentioned earlier. Love you all so very much. I hope you have a wonderful day.